Uh, hey guys, uh, Zach here, just, uh, leaving a message. Uh, thought that maybe if both of you wanted to come back on Godfellas, um, I know it's been a while since it was, uh, just the three of us. Uh, you know, last time was, uh, the Mark Lowry episode, and, uh, who knows, maybe if you guys are up for it, we could, uh, do it again. Yeah? Sound good? Um... All right, cool. Well, uh, just get back to me, and uh, and just remember that was uh, the last word. And this is God, fellas. everybody, and welcome to Godfellas, the podcast that doesn't serve burnt coffee in the Fellowship Hall. I'm Mr. Zach. I'm Mr. Mitch. And I'm Mr. Brandon. All right. It's uh, very exciting news here today on Godfellas, everybody, because the original lineup, the OG... The trifecta. Hey. The trifecta, yeah, is back to talk once again about the man himself, Mr. Mark Lowry. I was... Raised in Houston, Texas. And I did not feel safe. <laughs> Let me come down there so you can really get a look. And I found out that rolling in the aisles and foaming at the mouth is not salvation. But the thing is, it's not that I'm 34, it's just that I'm still single. I did not smell safe. Ooh, the married men are clapping on that one. So, if you haven't heard our episode about his last special, Remotely Controlled, uh, you know, maybe go listen to that. But I realize now this came before Remotely Controlled, which when I was a kid... That makes had, a lot of sense. Yes. W- when I was a kid, we had... It was Remotely Controlled in this one. Whenever we would go on road trips, this is what we would like listen to in the car. And I think for some reason, I always thought Remotely Controlled was first. And even like in my little head, I was like... Because there's more, like, skits and bits on that. So I think in my mind, I thought, like, and on Last Word, he really grows into, like, being a comedian who can do, like, a full full show. No, I get what you're saying there. Yeah, it felt a little bit more like, oh, this is what a comedian would do. Yeah, yeah. So and then so I, but I guess it was like the opposite where he's like you mean I don't have to do like a full hour and I can just do a bunch of like skits okay cool uh, remotely controlled is like that famous Bill Cosby special where he just sits on the stool like I yeah. feel like he's not even trying anymore like he's like yeah I could do what I want to do yeah I, re- I really feel like he thinks that made that show better remotely controlled like adding Definitely. in the TV ads and all that extra stuff. He's like, yeah. man, I'm really stepping up my game with some of this other stuff. Oh, sure. I'm going to give you a tight 30 minutes of observational it's, humor. <laughs> it's a step in the, in the wrong direction, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but again, folks, it is uh, Mark Madness this month, which means we're going to talk about we're going to yeah. talk about Mark Lowry and uh, Left Behind and uh, War Room because it's the most like highest grossing independent Christian film of all time. Goodness. 
before we get into that, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are back with Brandon. We've not seen him. We've not heard him since the Christmas episode. Man, it's so, been so long. Waiting it's in been the wings. a long time. So, Brandon, you have an exciting, amazing, terrific new podcast. Would you like yeah. to maybe talk about that a little bit? Sure, absolutely. And I, I, it feels so weird plugging a podcast to you guys. I must say, like, I mean, give me, me your, the give eye. me your pitch. Yeah, give me Look a pitch. Me in the eye and tell me. <laughs> Tell me so, what you would rather be doing than hanging out with me. Look me in the eye. Say <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gladly. Here I go. <laughs> so the name of the show is um, the name of the podcast rather is Good Show, and I'm co-hosting with a friend of mine, Anthony Mako, and we are focusing on the wide world of streamable content and streaming services, covering a different show each episode. And it's a review podcast to some degree, but we aren't really getting into um, like dissecting the story and spoiling things as much as we're maybe trying to pique someone's interest and um, basically give the listeners a set of tools um, to aid in these like decision making you know conundrums and catastrophes as they can turn into like after you finish a show, it's like, Oh no, what do I watch next? You know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's that's the general spiel. The first episode. So this is coming out in March. So the first episode will have dropped already. So the first few episodes, we're talking about Yellowstone, we're talking about Ooh. Ozark, we're talking Ooh. Ted Lasso. So <laughs> that's a little little that's sneak a strong peek. lineup. That's yeah. a strong lineup. <laughs> we we yeah, we did put those out front. But um yeah, I feel We've recorded a couple. The you know it feels like we've got some really good content, and I think um, I think everyone will enjoy it. There's a good show Facebook group on on Facebook, so check us out on there. And yeah, I'm very excited. I just finished the latest season of Ozark, so I'm yeah. really curious to hear what you're saying about. I'm a TV man myself, so <sighs> I'm, I'm excited to hear what you say. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been really fun. It's been really fun. But I honestly, I don't think I would have been able to hop on this so quickly if it weren't for you two fine gentlemen and Uh the work we did on. Is it really I'm being dead serious? I mean, that Mm. was that was the the catalyst. So I I learned Mm. so much doing that show and. Uh, Kingmakers is what they call this <laughs> <laughs> early. I'm blushing over here. Oh, boy. Mm. Hannah says it's going to be a good show. And speaking of good, good shows, let's get into our feast. I can eat it all, whatever I so this is 1994, the year after I was born. Was it? Mark? Yeah, dude. No. <sighs> Felt I, was like a, I was a one-year-old. Yep. Yeah. Goodness. So, okay, sorry. Mark Lowry, I forget the name of the theater. Mark Lowry sells out like a multiple level theater and there's like a crowd around the block yes. like Mark, Mark. And and Mark, Hannah Mark, Mark. Hannah was watching with me and she goes like, "Is that real?" And I was like, "I feel like it would have taken way more time to fake that than to actually just mm-hmm. get the footage." So, I'm my big question <laughs> when I was like watching the thing is I was like, what is a Mark Lowry show? Mm. What is the audience here to see? You know, cause I'm, I'm like, he does a lot of stuff and you have to know that going in, 
So what is the audience after? And I'm I'm hoping we'll we'll kind of get into that. But on the DVD, we open on Mark uh, dressed as his mother. <laughs> yeah, you know what's so funny, dude? When a guy dresses up like an old woman. Oh man, frick, that's funny, man. <laughs> and, he, and he's talking about how much money he's going to get paid to uh, to talk about her. And, oh my uh, gosh. And then we get into his his opening song, If Your Heart Belongs to Jesus, Say Amen, which I I think it kind of bops musically. I think I've heard that. I think that's stored in like the recesses of my brain because when it got oh, to the yeah. – I didn't know it at first, but when I got to the chorus, I was like, oh, yeah, this is like a thing I've heard. So yeah. mm-hmm. it must be pretty big. Not, not to be Not to be a downer, but I am so, so tired of the denomination talk. The, the, sure. Yeah. I, it, it, is, it is just – I have spent way too much time around people – who discussed the differences between denominations, and I am tired of it. Hey, boy, do we have a special for you, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is it, his whole thing. It wears on me so, so It's badly. literally like the old, like, 90s shtick of, like, the, you know, the, like, white people do this and black people do this. And it was like, yeah. kind of like, it's that for like Christians. It's like, you yeah. know, Baptists. Hanging from the chandeliers <laughs> yeah. and uptight yeah. and... Well, well, it's a big thing. He he starts the special like literally dividing everybody by yep. like their beliefs, and then he goes in his works. He goes where and how you worship is entirely up to you. Like as long as you, it doesn't matter if you've been <laughs> sprinkled or you've been dunked. If you don't know Jesus, you just got wet. Which was which was like his big like home run swing line. Uh-huh. It, it, it was just so. <laughs> That's yeah. in- someone yeah. has to talk to him. Someone yes. has to let him know. Well, That's insane. Well, well, speaking of someone has to talk to him, again, I'd never seen this. I'd only listened to it for years and years and years. And there's a bit, if you're listening, where Mark goes, did you like my dancers? And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know what he's talking about. And then I saw it and I was like, yep. no, no, Break Mark. Break dancers. I, I didn't like your dancers, actually. Break dancers. Uh, it was I thought he's cringe. reached the height of his power if he's got... Frickin' breakdancers whose only job is to awkwardly <laughs> shuffle. Uh, like, wow. <laughs> what a powerful man. Uh, and, you know, the band I isn't, the bass player said, I know this is Mark's show, but let me pop off. I yeah. thought that too. I was like, that bass player is really going in. <laughs> I loved the background. Hey, man. Yeah. Oh, spend our lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, it's. You know, I want to say that was the style back then. It's that it's uh, that Maranatha. It's it, yeah, super yes. mid nineties with mm-hmm. the backup singers. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I also thought he had a very powerful outfit. That blue jacket is maybe the loudest, <laughs> ugliest, even for stand up comedy in the nineties oh decision I've ever seen made in a special. Even, well, like even the hair, I was like, nothing, Mark. You didn't like like nothing. You didn't it's wanna... funny. It's just that it feels like of the '80s, and the <laughs> fact that you said it's '94. Yeah, like yeah. he's got a real air supply haircut. So I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah. And then we, uh, oh boy, we get into his opening bit where he uh, is talking about uh, just you know. All right, is there any uh, Lutherans? Any Catholics? <laughs> are there any uh, Presbyterians? So tired. Uh, there... <laughs> and it's like this is his like opening bit of of working the crowd and i and i will say like 
The most successful stand-up show I ever did was in a church. So welcome, Just Next door is Mr. Zachary Smith, Michael Jell. And I, you know, I showed up doing the jokes that I tend to do, which are about like the movie Blade Runner 2049 and like, you know, eating chicken. <laughs> but everyone else was doing bits like he had a know, real highbrow like, low bar thing going, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't do stand up anymore. But, but you know, it was kind of in the church crowd. It was more like the louder, like all I have to do is just say like, yeah. And you know when you would sing this song, and I was like, yeah. It's like they don't want to laugh; they just want to like cheer and be loud. So it's it is one of those things. I was like, Mark maybe hasn't worked out this routine but he knows how to work his crowd and i noticed that when yeah. he did the um when he talks about the first time i sang was at a presbyterian church and they clap and he goes were you there i'm like that i thought that too i was like that was good, a little under the radar I was, I was yeah. like that's pretty smart i actually thought this little opening bit maybe it's just because we watched remotely controlled last time mm. where mm -hmm. his joke was i like mexican food which is not a joke <laughs> forgot about that <laughs> so at least at least this i felt this? like oh i actually thought this must have come later because i was like this seems a little bit more polished than the fact that he at least had workshopped it and knew there were yeah. gonna be less lutherans in the room and yeah. that was his little dig of like you know all two yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like oh yeah. he's at least done another show before this to have worked that out you know yeah, exactly yeah yeah not a I'm not praising it but it just no. it felt like it was a it was a I joke mean, I, I'll say I felt like this was a much stronger effort from Mr Lowry as you're saying than remotely controlled like this was actually like oh he probably like has like knows who steve martin is <laughs> or something like well, that well honestly remotely controlled feels like when you you know push you crank all of the volume up to like a thousand and everything starts feeding back and mm -hmm. it ends up hurting your ears and speakers yeah. explode this at least was like in like a good zone like it felt right. like it wasn't going to hurt your ears maybe yeah. as, sure. as terribly as Something that was on overdrive. Though, it's like nothing stands out positively really for me. Of like, this is very like a six out of 10, you know, five out of 10, where remotely controlled had a few moments of brilliance and then a lot mm. of feedback. Well, so, yeah. Also, I feel like remotely controlled had some like yes. moments in it too, which yeah. maybe. Did, I don't feel like this one did really not so much. No, yeah, not a little so much. bit less. Yeah, a little bit less. There were some, but yeah, a little less. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I will say, um, I listened to this as a child, like I've said. So did you, Brandon? Mm -hmm. And Mark Lowry really made being single sound attractive to a six-year-old. I was like, whoa! <laughs> I never have to make my bed. I never have to do my dishes. I never. But it's a thing where I'm like, I'm like 28 now, and I was watching this, and I was like. You're 34, Mark. Like you need to, you need to get your life together. <laughs> you know what's funny though? He knows how to make kids laugh. Yeah, like, I mean, it it that is. A, that was the strangest thing. It's like when it would like cut to the audience, and there were like children, like in backwards hats and glasses, like laughing uproariously. I was like, I'm not I wanna... saying this to judge, yeah. but it's also like church kids. Like I feel like yeah. their parents yeah. Yeah. like yes, are raising them on like. 
Hee Haw and Mark Lowry. You know, there's, like there's probably some <laughs> there's probably some Hee-haw. empathy laughing going on, but I yeah. remember finding Mark funny when I was young. Yeah. yeah so yeah. like I he, the way he especially when he starts t- talking about the baby on the plane and the gray poupon. Yeah. Poop's funny. So like, <laughs> I know that he was gearing some of this towards like no. crossing the generations. No. You know? Yes. No, that, that poop joke made me hate poop jokes. Oh. I'm so saying when, when I was I, young though, yeah. poop, Poop is funny. I think poop is hilarious. Stuff. This was not funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, teach well, his own. Teach, well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, so here's here's another another bell I want to ring for a second about what is a Mark Lowry show because he talks mm. about being single, and then we get a music video, <laughs> which is a cover of "Baby Baby" by Amy Grant yeah. with his own lyrics, and I'm like, so when you come to a Mark show, like. What does he do during the music video? Like, just go sit backstage and like have a have a nice coffee while that plays, and then come back out. Like, I'm dying to know actually what what yeah. the audience is I'm, seeing and experiencing. One of yeah. two things: either they dropped a projector screen, or that's not a part of the show those people were seeing. Yeah. But can you imagine being so excited to go pay money to see a show that, if you take all those videos out, is like gonna be 25 minutes long? Like, yeah. Can yeah. you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh. Well, what is like re- remotely controlled was yeah. 50% videos. This was like two, right? There was two of those videos. Wasn't there? Was there three? There's the Solomon video. Uh-huh. There's the um, like 80s gray sepia like kind of video. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. <laughs> do you remember yeah, at there, the there end? Were, there were a couple. There's three or four. I think. Okay. No. There's at least one more. Well, with Baby well, Baby. One of them he filmed at yeah. the theater. It's like one of the last <laughs> ones, and he filmed it at the theater. And, and it, it was, was like, so cringe. Yeah. Well, because so he probably filmed yeah. it that morning. I mean, it was <laughs> like there was yeah. there was no production. Can you, can you imagine the, the audience having to watch this video of him singing in the, in the theater that they're in? <laughs> Realistically, how much would you pay for this Mark Lowry show? I'm super well, curious. Okay, though. Well, I don't, yeah. He was a hot ticket in 94. Yeah, he sure. was. Yeah, he was he a was. hot ticket. I mean, as Christian comedian, like, to get, like, the whole package of singer, comedian, I mean, I guarantee he was one of the bigger Christian acts back then. Oh, definitely. Easily. If you wanted more yeah. of a variety act, yeah. he was probably up top five, top, you know, I don't even... I can't even think. I didn't. I wasn't aware of anyone else doing that kind of thing back then. Yeah. But you know, I I'm pretty sure he was big ticket back then. Can I talk about his age real quick too? Yeah. yeah. The yeah. only other thing that like stands to does it feel like he is explaining his age because there's this weird Christian thing of like you can't be single in 34. Like it feels like sure. I have to have a tight five on it because yeah. it's going to raise questions that I'm a 34-year-old hmm. single guy. I don't know. It just felt that way to me. No. Maybe I'm I being weird. Right. I mean, it is that is one of the things that was outrageously dated. I will say yeah. when when it, just the also I don't know. I I really don't remember what it was like back then, but 34 <laughs> doesn't seem that old now. No. You know, no. and maybe it did back then. In fact, I'm sure it did back then. I'm yeah. I'm sure it did. In the 90s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it did. You know, it was kind of like a evangelical white 
you know, you're getting married in your mid twenties or even earlier, earlier than that. Yeah. Yeah. Even so I, I know that was probably a product of a joke geared towards that time frame. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I mean, this does go back to what is a Mark Lowry show, because I think about Burt Kreischer, like he says, like, when you go see a show, there's an, there's an emotion that you know is being expected of you. He's like, like if you go to see a comedy show, you know that you want to laugh. If you go to music, it's like you, you want to feel like inspired or pumped up in some ways. You, you know what genre of movie you're going to see. So the audience that's going to see Mark, like, I... Mm-hmm. I look at them during the songs just looking so straight-faced and, like, clapping, like, with full reserve. Because it's like, no one's, like, getting up and dancing in the aisles. But when mm-hmm. he's doing his stand-up, they're, like, rolling on they, the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially like, during or- that If Your Heart Belongs to Jesus song. They were they were sitting there pretty stone-faced. Oh, and yeah. It was rough. Like I, I felt, yeah. I felt for him. Like I wanted to crawl under my couch, but, yeah. um, but <laughs> well, you're even, right. The yeah. place erupts when he starts into the jokes. Yeah. I mean, especially like pull out some jangity teeth and I mean, you got them rolling. We're going to, we're going to talk about that. Cause that was Mitch has dent- rolled his eyes. With <laughs> <laughs> the dentist. That's the one dentist he lost story. me. <laughs> I wrote, I wrote in my notes for the dentist story. I was like, what is Mark's life? That he's like, you know, it'd be a fun thing to do today. Let me go like ruin, every- <laughs> let me go hey, ruin everyone's day at the dentist. It's so. almost like he's lying. <laughs> it's for a comedy <laughs> special. Oh boy! Can yeah, we just? I, can I'm we not address? That, I'm not saying that him putting in the teeth didn't happen, but I'm sure he probably showed up with like his fake teeth, and the nurse was probably like, "Okay, like, ha ha, all right, fine." Cool. I'm saying yeah. him putting in the fake teeth didn't happen. Oh, maybe. Not. I, yeah, <laughs> comedians make stuff up all the time. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. he's a he's a Christian comedian, so does he have to repent? I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'll see him at the altar. Also, yeah. he loves to talk about how uh, he has a very grand view of his childhood. I feel like just he describing does. himself in. Yeah. I used to beat the crap out of that kid and there was, you know, talking to my mom and something brilliant would pop into my brain. Okay, there was just Bra- a few times I was like, I don't know if Brandon you were like so Mitch, awesome. Brandon <laughs> you know? and Mitch, can can either of you explain to me what the last word is? Because I grew up in Brooklyn. We don't have the last word as like a concept. Like, can you, tell, can you tell the, the listening audience what you're referring so, to? So he tells a story about the last spanking he ever got. And he says uh, all his mother ever wanted out of his life was the last word. Yeah. And he would try to give her the last word, but something brilliant would always pop in his mind. And I'm like, I have no idea what he is referring to as the last word. Like you've never heard of the concept of having the last word in an argument? I, I mean, no. Not with your mom, so much, you know what I mean. Like I feel like it's like go to your room or like you know, I don't. Yeah. Like uh, that, so this con- and a, this back and forth with your parent yeah. wouldn't have happened, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's your, yeah. that's confusing to me. So uh, yeah, like I guess so his the last his word mom is, yeah. his mom not being able to get the last word means that Mark was doing a fair amount of back talking. Right. Sure. Like right. That's sure. that okay. is what that means to me, and she she wanted to be able to say something and just silence to hang, hang yeah. in the air nothing else 
But what it, what Mark is saying is that he always had something that w- he needed oh, to say afterwards. A little one liner. Okay. Yeah. So he true. never let his mom have the last word. Right. Yeah. It's like <laughs> when I say, "Hey, Jack, go put that in your closet." He goes, "It doesn't go in my closet." Oh. Ooh. I thought I told you to put it in your closet. <laughs> that's back talk. Yes. Yeah, I got you. I that's, got you. And I, I think that's you. the word that like a lot what? of parents would use. It's like no back talk. Like I heard that yeah. a lot growing okay. up. Of, like, yeah. that, I, I said that, it, you know, do it, you know. That makes sense. Well, here's and here's like little things. I, I was watching this and I was like, I want <laughs> I want to see, I want to know who Mark Lowry really is because there are rumors of him being like, incredibly difficult to work with and like not being a very nice person like (laughs) kind of being a jerk or whatever so like when he's doing all these stories about like and i was hanging out with all my friends and everybody it's like i want to see him like on a comedian and comedians in cars getting coffee just like telling like when i'm doing this bit i know i'm manipulating my my audience like i want to see mark a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent yeah but then it gets into back but back to his childhood like one of the issues with so one of the things with comedy is that like when mark is saying his mom like caught him in the balcony doing stuff i'm like what was he doing in the balcony He's like, I was using my suspenders as a bungee cord. I'm like, you weren't. What were you doing in the balcony? Because as an adult, I can't laugh at the joke because I'm like, but what was he doing? I know you weren't doing what you're saying. What were you doing? I think it's probably just like, I was being a wild child. Yeah. I was being a little rambunctious. He you was know. probably flipping over the back of the chair and just yeah. not sitting Rolling still. Rolling in the pews. Yeah, that's right. Playing with his Hot Wheels instead of listening to Jesus. So, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, playing with... And if mama wouldn't find me, daddy would. And, yeah. and mama yelled sanctuary. from the stage, yeah. I'm going to kill you when I get a hold of you later. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Mitch, your your parents were ministers. Did you ever get looks from the pulpit or no? Not from the pulpit. No, that's mm. not tactful. No, um, it's not no. at all. I feel like I always had like kind of a babysitter. Like when I was real, real little, there was sure, always sure, like... Sure. And someone in the congregation who was keeping me under control. So, <laughs> so my dad tells a story, and yes. yeah. I I choose to believe the story. My, I mean, my heart is ready. When my dad was a kid, the deacons or a select group of elders would sit on the stage during the message, right. and my grandpa, my dad's dad, was one of those people, and apparently. My dad was really acting up and my grandpa got up and said, excuse me, pastor, and stopped the pastor in the middle of his sermon, went down and snagged my dad and made him come up and sit on stage. I I don't, I mean, that would be, that would be something I would file under tactless. Like that, that is definitely something I would slide into that. Yeah. (laughs) There's a better way to do that category. But, but, but again, like that's, I have, I have no problem believing that from my grandpa. Like he was just very like, (laughs) I'm handling this right now, but also maybe, uh, let's take into account that other people could be listening and really into the message right now. That's some of that's cultural, I think, right? Like I feel like some cultures it's like. Good, yeah, take care of your kid. Like, very much like that. <laughs> yeah. Where, yeah, like, if it were at my church today, absolutely not. Like, that's yeah. a child. Relax, you know? Yeah. yeah. Handle that with yeah. grace. It's a kid, well, you know? 
Yeah, well, you know, then Mark tells a story about the last spanking he ever got where he was 15, and my jaw dropped. I was like, 15? I didn't catch that detail. This story was about a 15-year-old, a high schooler? A high schooler who, like, goes to driver's ed and is getting spanked. I'm like, that is, I don't want to say that's something else. That's unhealthy. That's, that sounds like something else. I got, that's I got a late, old. I got a late spanking. How old I is know, late? I don't, I don't know. You don't have to. I, okay. I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't 15. I wasn't no. 15. I was nine um, the last spank I got. I, I got a late one. I know I got Once a Once you hit puberty, one. spanking should be done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Right? Well, I'm not saying, oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not weighing in on whether I agree with you or not. I think I might have been. I just have, you know what? I have no way of knowing. I'm not even going to try to wait in there. It was well, later. Mark, it was later in my childhood, though. Wow. Well, Mark is, is adding, like, his dad's getting the belt and all and all yeah. that stuff. So, you know, it, there is a level of, of, like, it's, they talk about you shouldn't spank your kids in anger. And it sounds, it sounds like you're 15, like, it's that, what we talked about in Grace Unplugged, Mitch, with the, you will not disrespect my wife. That, mm-hmm. like. The story has that kind of energy to it a little bit. Yeah. So, like if I his don't... if his dad was like the old sanctuary, sanctuary. he was angry. <laughs> he was angry. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's set let's you know remove the mystery. He was angry. He was an angry man. Yeah. 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 And then uh, you know, the weirdest segue in the world happens where Mark finishes this story about like getting spanked as a child and goes there's someone else who'd like to have the last word in your life, and that's the oh. devil, Lucifer. <laughs> and I was like, and then the Carmen, the Carmen, and then the Carmen song. I, I was so uncomfortable during that song, and they kept showing the audience just like not knowing how to feel during this. He had that like Satan yeah. sound effect for his voice. So for the audience who's listening, if you haven't yeah. watched this, uh, Mark goes into like an old. 90s kind of like singing a narrated art song from the perspective of the devil right why is that such a popular trope in the 90s this is my first question right of like i'm the devil and i'm talking to my demons come on in guys we're gonna fool them real good <laughs> it's kind of a a screw tape letter ask yeah. type thing, but the the first thing that popped in my head was Carmen. I mean, yeah. that's something well, like a lot of that spoken word stuff Carmen would do. Mm-hmm. Well, Hannah just messaged me and was like, "It's like someone said, what if we took Michael Jackson's Thriller <laughs> and tried to turn it into every Christian song of the '90s?" It's like yeah. they heard the success of like that with like the. Ooh, it's a little spooky, and there's voices, and it's more than just this. And I'm like, um... Uh, it was definitely like very theatrical. Song. It was very yeah, theatrical. <laughs> yeah, whereas this this <coughs> song was... This song was, a, was, one, a bad song. But let me tell you, the bass player, again, he's, like, standing up on this one, and he's just, like... But attacking. that cannot be the grace. Of the, that cannot <laughs> save it. <laughs> it's not, I'm not saying yeah. it is, but I, I had a moment, because it's, like, everybody else is, like, we don't know how to feel, but their bass player's, like, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm grooving. Like, if you had the bass line to play that funky music going, yeah. and so it's, like, poop, 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 it's still poop, you know? Yeah. No, I totally agree with what you're saying. Yeah. And it's... And then, so after after the last word song, I was like, I'm ready for the special to be done. And we have 30 minutes. <laughs> we yeah, have we're halfway 30, there. 
We have 30 minutes left where uh, Mark gets into like stories about his nieces and his nephews, but it's like, you can't, I'm sorry, you can't go backwards in a narrative from pretending to be the devil holding a conference room meeting to yeah. talking about being on the plane. Like, mm-hmm. it, that was the weakest part of way. me. I think you're super spot on. It felt just like, here's some more fluff material I need to do to fill out the yeah. time. It didn't yeah. really grab me. Did the one day God's going to use Mark thing rub anybody else the wrong way? Because again, my mom is a beautiful woman and she is also a lioness. So if somebody ever like pointed at her stomach when she was pregnant with me and was like, I hope that that kid is not, you know what I mean? Like the story is his, his mom's pregnant with his little sister and the neighbor points at like her pregnant stomach and goes, I hope that she's nothing like Mark. And like the mom just goes, you know what? One day God's going to use Mark. And I was like, I feel like if the neighbor said that to my mother, my mom would rip her face off. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's like just strange that like his story is like, and my mom said like, yeah, well, one day God's going to use Mark. It's like, it sounds like your mom agrees. It was a weird story. Does it feel like Mark is high on his own supply? Like he feels like he is like crossed, crossed over the rainbow. Cause like even in his final prayer, I don't want to dig on the prayer, but there, there's a little bit there though. When he's like, I would trade it all away. That's it. I would trade it all away. All the riches and the diamonds and rubies. And and I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like Mark, like you're a, pretty successful christian comedian like i don't want to be like a jerk but like you know there are plenty of people who are doing fine the way you're doing mm-hmm. fine yeah. you know i don't know yeah yeah and then again the the airline joke and the poop joke and i wonder if anybody else bumped on this moment there's a bit where he turns around looks at his band and goes y'all wake up and keeps going with the set what mid joke did, did you catch that mid joke he turns around, looks at his band, goes, y'all, wake up. Like, I rewinded it to make sure I saw it that way. Wow. But I was like. Could you tell why he what? said that? No. Because well, he I mean, likes to feel powerful. Here's what I'll say. <laughs> I, I did write in my notes. The band does look over it. Like, they've heard these jokes yeah. like, for the 800th yeah. time. Yeah, so sure. Listen. I get the, it. But... I felt like the band, the few band members you can see when he's telling jokes, I feel like, you know what? They're actually doing a pretty great job staying yeah. engaged because I don't know. Not to I keep don't... digging on the basis, but he's wearing sunglasses and like kicked back. <laughs> like someone just tell him to shut That's up. a smart man. <laughs> That's true. That's what I would do. That's hundred percent what I would do. He talks about when he's holding his uh his nephew. Christopher. Yeah. Did you know that you have a mommy and a daddy? Well, you don't seem to appreciate it. Oh, is that, who, is that who Christopher Gale is? I'm not going to lie. I was kind of losing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Crystal Gale. In... Crystal Gale. I'll take this one. Yeah, don't you. worry. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Crystal Gale is an old country western singer, and she had uh, massively long, okay. just terribly long hair. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, his his then, references always oh, go right by oh, me. Yeah. I did All not the find these were, fake yeah. teeth in Bill Gaither's cup. Oh, oh hey, well, can we talk about the fake teeth real quick? Yes, um, yes. That's an ableist nonsense joke of like, if you have fake teeth, you're ugly and not worthy of love. Get the heck out of here. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> okay. do, you mean, do you mean if you have... Yeah, you eat you a have, Waffle House if you have gross teeth. And I'm like, okay. you're well, you mean. Said, 
What's Christian about this ten this tight tan on? You know what's funny? People who have bad teeth. They're ugly. <laughs> he he, did, he did go hard on the teeth. Yeah. Hard on he the did. teeth. Hard on the teeth. Well, well, another thing he went hard on is he says, Christopher, did you know that you live in America, the land of the free and the home of the brave? Did you know that? You weren't born in Ethiopia, Christopher. You were born in America. It's time you appreciated it. Earlier in the special, he has a throwaway where he's like, I'll go to Africa, God, like he's bargaining, yeah. praying. And I was like, yeah. you're a racist. <laughs> like, it's not good. <laughs> that was that was bad. But then I hate, I hate, you know, like, I feel like I can stomach most of Mark's stand-up. It's when he gets into his preaching that he loses me, like, completely. Because he starts this thing where he basically says, like, fundamentalism is bad. Where he's like, I could, I could win every argument, and then I just realized none of that matters, and I was like, Okay, yeah, uh, cool, sure, and that. <laughs> but the thing is, he he keeps referring to like, and if none of you in here know the power of Jesus, and I don't want to generalize an entire audience, but I was like, Mark, I'm pretty sure they do, Mark. Yeah, every member of your audience is an every Sunday Christian, like. Yeah every person in here i mean and i'll then, push maybe not maybe like someone brought no i mean truly like maybe sure, someone from sure. a church is like this is my way to evangelize i'm gonna bring them to a comedy show and i think you know i don't know i i think the the purpose of like art being like to evangelize is a yeah. kind of like of its time thing like you know yeah. where maybe now like enough podcasts like this and enough people are saying like, Hey, we would love it if you just made good art that moved us, um, implicitly yeah. rather than like didact, you know, like being didactic yeah. about it. Um, so anyways, I think like, sure, maybe, maybe there were people and that's his goal is to evangelize. That's fine. Sure. But I yeah. hear you that tonally, then you have these two shows of like, here's my fart jokes show. And then here's me trying to save your soul. And I'm like, eh, it doesn't always mishmash well. Also, well. the soul-saving part of the show is so, like, uh, just, well, it's it's just real, like, saccharine and, and like, you know, cotton candy. Um, I think, though, there was, like, this era of people who, like, if I'm going to come in and tell jokes... Uh, there's no way I could just do that. There's yes, no way I could just come absolutely. in and, and tell jokes. I That's have to yeah. bring it mm. back to the gospel. Mm-hmm. And we get this very like vanilla, thin layer of like glaze on a comedy show, you know? No. Yeah. No. Until his 14 minute prayer, which is like, God, thank you for making me so successful. Thank you for giving me everything I could ever dream of. Thank you for bringing me this sold-out audience. You know what I mean? It was like going on and uh, it was like going on and on about this whole bit at the end, and I was like, "This is so uncomfortable for me to be watching." Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm like, "Do you need me here, Mark?" (laughs) Like, and then again, it keeps cutting to the audience who are just like, "Oh, I guess we're I guess we're praying now." Uh, All right, and then did anybody else have issues with the skit he does at the end, which basically says, Hey, all this was malarkey where he's like, look at this huge check. They just gave me as I go home to my mansion and I ignore my neighbors. <laughs> I almost feel like in the same way that the like joke about him being 34 is like, 
don't worry, I'm a 34-year-old single person, but it's okay. Like, that kind of, like, the end skit of, like, I'm so successful, ha, 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 is almost like him justifying to his audience of, like, I know I make money off of this, but I'm still one of y'all. This is a big joke. I'm not super rich and wealthy. Sure. I'm just one of y'all. And there's a part of me that that feels incredibly disingenuous because I'm like, I know you are the biggest Christian comedian. I know you don't live in like a Beverly Hills mansion, but you probably do pretty well, Mark. You know, like, I don't know. It just felt weird. It's weird yeah. to me when Christians get in like the like money, that kind of stuff. I'm like, eh, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. Do you feel like, and maybe this is what you're implying, do you feel like Mark really leans into the misdirection um, with maybe the Song of Solomon song and some of that conversation around? So I I know for a fact that he has taken heat for potentially being gay. I don't know that it's ever been... I, I I don't know where it's, we landed a, on that. Yeah, you're you're right, Brandon. I'm sidestepping it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, it feels I just like didn't know Mark, if that's what you were implying. Mark is yeah. like, yeah, possibly like a gay guy who has to explain why he's not married to a woman in his 30s. Uh, right. That feels like it. It is something he could be criticized for. But mm. in the same way, like he's misdirecting in that way. It feels like he's also like I'm a regular guy. Like I, you know, am not. You know, the whole joke at the end thing is like. He's like being driven by Bill Gaither, right? And like he's in a mm-hmm. mansion and he's like, isn't this funny? And I'm like <laughs> thinking to myself like, but you are wealthy though. So it's yeah. like, I don't know. And, and I mean, I hate to say it like this, but I was ready to believe at the end where he's like leaving the stage and his dancers come back out and there's that shot of him in slow motion waving to his audience. I was like, if it ended here, I would be like, that's some emotional manipulation that I'd be able to cite. Like, that's emotional manipulation. I was like, but it's it's syrup. It feels so good going down, you know, at, at the end. And like again, it doesn't it doesn't change the entire special. But just like I feel like ending it there would be in keeping with like what you know the end of his show was about. Like, you know, God, thank you for you know giving me this opportunity. You know, because it, it's it's one where it still wouldn't be good, but if you had ended it there, I wouldn't be thinking about like how much money Mark has and you know how much like where he lives and stuff like that. So it's kind of like if you don't want to talk about it, like don't bring it up. It feels like though when you ask the question, "What's a Mark Lowry show?" Right? Yeah. What's a Mark Lowry show? I'm gonna talk about Mama. Uh, yep. I'm gonna have some some bad songs. I'm gonna preach at you. Uh, and there's gotta be a Bill Gaither thing. Yes. And some, mm-hmm. so this was him squeezing gotta, it in under the wire. We gotta pay the bills. Don't yeah. worry. That's right. Bill's still here. People. No, cause I think they're like that playful back and forth of him and Bill Gaither was always kind of a part of his selling himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, I mean, even if we go back to the airplane joke where he goes, uh, and this lady asked me, what do I do for a living? And I hate that question. Cause I have no idea. I was like, yeah, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Was the woman at the end of the skit also a famous Christian person? I was like, is this Sandy Patty or something? And I just don't know. I have no idea. Like, again, his references and little inside jokes. I'm like, I missed um, something. I missed that skit at the end. I I bet you did because you saw him in slow motion and you were like, good, I'm done. It's done, right? It's got to be done. (laughs) Yeah, I have to go back and watch that now. And then, then Brandon's kids came in asking for bacon and pancakes, and he was like, right, "Yep, mm-hmm. 
No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they were sleeping. Yeah. Um, can we quickly talk about that song of Solomon song? Let's do um, it. Yeah. Just, what did you think? I need the lyrics. It's it's bad. Uh it's got oh, that yeah. line like Solomon had seven hundred wives. He must have done something right. It's like, <laughs> and, and Solomon's back there, like shaking his head, like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, and yeah. I'm like, Martin, it's, was... it's called women were property. <laughs> like it's yeah. not like well, a good thing. Well, it's also like, but Mark, that was a bad thing that he did in the Bible. It's brought yeah. up that they all led him away from like his purpose and like whatever. Yeah. Like it wasn't. <laughs> this was not a good thing that he did. Also, just like the. F- the production like it's like a white guy from church in a party city outfit playing solomon i'm like <laughs> we could do city. better th- we could do better than that right? <laughs> uh. but I, I, I mean I get, to use an analogy to go back they're not brandon sharp they're not going what is the best version of this music video they're going what can we like what can we do you know what i mean yeah. and i feel like that's a lot of markets it's not like because again, like going back to the the stand-up stuff, I feel like it's not like he worked on this for a long time. It's like, okay, here's the best version of this show that I can do right now. Yeah. I feel like it was very much like I know how to work a crowd. Like, sure, bring the cameras. We'll we'll film a special. You know, it's a sold-out show. We'll make even more money. Like, okay, cool. Because like there's whole bits. I'm like, Mark, you cannot tell me that you wrote down on a piece of paper. If I get my own church, we're putting in lazy boys with a big gulp holder. I was like, you can't tell me that you wrote that out like as a as one of your jokes you were gonna do. Like I I see through your tricks, Lowry. <laughs> Did anyone happen to catch how the African American woman was dressed in the music video? Yeah. I did not. Well, I I I don't even know that she was american but she it just seemed very stereotypical yeah i it was it was a little gross yeah and then uh, the, at the end the lady who wants to be with him's like smoking a cigarette and wearing a leather jacket well i think it's i think it's a guy right oh, that's that's the joke the, that's the part, what oh that guy yeah yeah so it's a it's a man who yeah. had long hair like a woman yes. he turns oh, yes. around he yeah. mistake yeah he mistakes Which, and it feels like another like i'm not gay like misdirect <laughs> because it's like <laughs> wouldn't it be silly <laughs> so like the one line that really made me um key in on that maybe happening underneath the surface was the now I can be a ladies man of God um, Wolf. and so like I was like okay so he's definitely telegraphing telegraphing that for, sh- for sure yes yeah. and and this was after the I'm 34 and I'm single and that's okay conversation mm-hmm. well so yeah it's it- like it's like you'd said though Brennan I feel like um, there are certain values that come across of like he's like um you know, I was whipped and like, I'm a man, like I'm very like, I don't know. I feel like he's projecting a certain essence to his crowd of like, this is the type of man and Christian I am. So to sell, like, I'm like, you aren't really selling jokes. You're selling a lifestyle. You're selling an ideology of the way the world is. I I don't want to, you didn't beat any other kids up. 
I'm sorry, nah. but you didn't, you, <laughs> yeah. didn't any, you didn't beat, you weren't a tough guy. I, there's yeah. I, not, no. nothing wrong with what kind of kid you were, but You're you just were a tough, you yeah. were a tough guy. Yeah. And you know, when he pulls his pants up to his nips and is his uh, twinkle toeing around the stage, I'm like, no, you weren't clocking kids <laughs> when you were little. I'm sorry, man. You just weren't. <laughs> I thought I wrote down at that point. This is the lowest bar for comedy. He's like, old yeah. people do this. Yeah, I told my grandpa I could take bigger steps if he cut that thing that held his shoes together at Kmart. And I'm like, what do you stop? Also, yeah. it's like a long. He that was like a really long explanation. Like that little joke yeah. there was like, yeah, it's like you need to get to the point a little quicker because that was a right. mouthful. Well, uh-huh. well, it was sad because it came on the heels of him of one of the jokes I chuckled at where he said. I'm getting old, y'all. I'm starting to really enjoy cafeterias. I was just like, okay. That's okay. That's like a well thought out joke. Like, okay, fine. Like that's, <laughs> that's a joke that we do on our way to another one. Like, yeah, yeah sure. Good. And yeah. then it goes right into, I told my grandpa that if he would look down at his shoes and take out a pair of scissors and cut together the clip, that was a <laughs> stop. Stop. Yeah, what? <laughs> Honestly, I felt like many times, maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention, but I was like, wait, what is the punchline here? Yeah. Like, it didn't always yeah. land for me. So, no. in, in this no. show, there is a short-ish bit about... Um, his church and they had individual seats and they weren't that wide. So if you were fat, you couldn't come to our church, you know, (sighs) you'd take the seat with you. So the the only reason I bring that up though, is because we watched remotely controlled. I'm sure cholesterol. I took that joke, that little three minute joke and turned it into (laughs) like a half a show with remotely controlled. It was the, Mm -hmm. I can eat it all. And, that's and, and I've always I don't know why, but th- that is I, I remember thinking you just you dialed everything up for that next special, didn't you? Just blasted the volume and the speakers exploded. It's like later seasons of The Office when Kevin's like, "Vifafofam, I'm Kevin." <laughs> <laughs> like we've just lost you. Who are uh, you now? <laughs> oh boy. Mm. Well, folks, it's about that time where we're going to use our. Manners. Just like when they asked you if you wanted to go to Winter Jam, when I offer you more... <laughs> no. I don't I care want... how cheap that ticket is. No. When I offer you more of the last word, I would like for you to hit me with a yes please or a no thank you. So, uh, Brandon, ticket prices are at an all-time low. Uh, we're going to have a lot of, a lot of really good artists. Uh, would you like to attend? T- ticket prices are perhaps the price of a piece of pizza. Yeah, yeah, honestly, <laughs> for just the price of a cup of coffee, you could. I here's <laughs> here's my down. thing, and it, this hopefully it doesn't get too long winded, but I have a lot of nostalgia happening when I see uh-huh. when I flip Mark Lowry on. I will absolutely point out the problems. I I have no problem doing that. But I have fond memories of listening to this in the car, watching it with my family, going to Gaither concerts. And like the only reason I would go was to hear Mark Lowry for the five or six minutes that he would get a microphone. So I'm not going to crap on it completely. No, I, I, I don't really listen or watch Mark Lowry anymore, but there was a time and place for this for me. And... So I'm going to be like uh, in the middle somewhere. Whatever's in the middle of yes and no. I'll take that. Mm. Non-committal. Uh, 
All right. Well, Mitch, we have an extra seat in the van. Uh, you getting in? <laughs> <laughs> the van that drives around to all the kids to pick them up for a mandatory <laughs> yep. event. Uh, yep. Yeah, I think I'm going to skip and say I, I need to do my homework this yep. week. Sorry, church van. Um, <laughs> it's just... Uh, it's interesting because, like, the thing I just said before we did this segment is, like, it feels like this is all him just telegraphing a certain ideology. As I think about it, that's probably a, what a lot of stand-up is in some respects of, like, this is how I see the world, this is my point of view, and this is, like, only going to work for a segment of the population. But at least with real stand-up comedy, that's wrapped in jokes. You know what I mean? It's wrapped in comedy and humor. Like, with this, to me, like, I don't... I'm not saying I just think the jokes are unfunny. They're not thought out and put together yet. It's like they're proto-jokes. So, to me, like, I don't think he is selling comedy. I think he is selling a certain conservative, ideal, you know, kind of version of Jesus, which is, like, you know, not the, the worst thing in the world, I guess, but I don't necessarily need that or want that. Like... I remember he came to our camp when I was a kid and did like a thing for uh, a family camp and he crushed. I mean, people loved Mark Lowry. They're like, he was really funny. That's like kind of my thing. But again, like, I think it's just like he crushed with a population that was like, there was no way they weren't going to like the show. Yeah. All things considered, I just don't think the comedy is strong enough for me to want to, to engage with it. I feel that way about pretty much all Christian comedy. Like, if the jokes were stronger, I would do it. But you're calling yourself a comedian. You got to work on that part, bud. So no, I'm going to skip it and just listen to my Hawk Nelson CD at home. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. And, and I think I was thinking about, about this a little bit earlier and it actually, and I, you know, I feel like I should say I only did stand up for like a very short amount of time, but like this kind of made me mad a little bit because you know brandon went with me a few times to the the open mics and mitch went to them and those can be devastating like yeah. when you get up and you work so hard when you find those jokes that work and you know for mark essentially to be given a blank check and a full band and to just kind of like get up there and riff and do whatever and for it to just not be that funny but the audience likes it it was very much like it's not me being angry with Mark because there is a level of like, hey, Mark, like, good for you, man. Get your money. There is a level where I, I think it's more that I'm frustrated with the market, you know, and that like, hey, we can do better. Like, there's better stuff out there. And th I think that was my big thing. I'm like, people, like, if you like jokes about spanking and stuff like that, like, I don't know. You can find that other places. But again, like, what is a Mark show? It's something that's safe enough for you to bring your kids to and your grandma to and everybody else to. And it's going to end with us all praying and crying together. And it's like, that's great. All three of these things, though, should be their own vehicle, mm -hmm. I think. You know? And yeah. if that were the case, then I don't think his, his stand-up I think his stand -up would kind of shine through more for what it is and you know it does frustrate me to you know see the this art form that I love just kind of being like I don't know almost brushed off by by Mark who 
you know, even goes on to say, I have no idea what I do for a living. So there's, there is a sense of like, well, why would I want to, you know, go to this event if you don't even know, you know, <laughs> if you don't even know what you're doing? So that's, that's kind of the thing. It's like, you're not, I'm not getting in the van because the person in the driver's seat doesn't have their license. It's funny because like, it reminds me of like subgenres of comedian of like, um, uh, comedy musicians or like comedy yeah. magicians, right? Like Pat Oswalt has this whole bit on like comedy magicians in the nineties were huge. Cause it's like, yeah. are you a subpar comedian? Learn a, learn a joke. <laughs> like, are you like yeah. a, you know, a, a so-so magician, you know, like it was just a way of like, if I can do half of this and half of that, I can push it together and have a career. Uh, and that's, <laughs> and that's what Mark yeah. is. It's like, he can yeah. do a little bit of a couple things. Absolutely. And I think there's just nothing out there for Christians. So we're like, yes, good enough. Thank you. Well, folks, uh, don't, you know, don't listen to Mark Lowry. Don't, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not here to tell you. I mean, if you, if you want, if you've heard this and you're like, I'd like to see him for myself. I encourage that. See for yourself. I don't know how well it's going to hold up in 2020 if you've never heard it before. But, you know, uh, give it a go and let us know what you think. Uh, so, so, so honored to be joined by, uh, by my friends here. Uh, Brandon, you've talked about good show. Is there anything else you want to plug? I think that's the main thing for me right now. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about that. Yeah, there'll be a link in the episode notes. Uh, Mitch, is there anything you want us to link to? Or? You already know, Zach. I'm going to shout out my LinkedIn. Everyone get at me. I want to connect with you professionally. I want to network with you. Endorse those skills, baby. And Hannah, what would we like to plug? We would like to plug at God Fellas the Pod. That is our Instagram. I'm gonna plug it every single episode. Um, please follow us. We want to engage with you. We want to um show you what we're planning behind the scenes. Fun snippets. Um, there's videos so you can see what we really look like. Maybe that's a little weird, but if you really want to know, um, there it's there. I look like, I look like <laughs> Dave Franco, everyone. So don't believe <laughs> the video. But until next time, I've been Mr. Zach. I've been Mr. Mitch. Hootie who? I've been Mr. Brandon. And I've been Miss Hannah. Well, the adventure is over. We're all heading home. But I hope that you know, friends, you're never alone. You can cut this, but because okay. I realize you're at the 58 minute mark now. Yeah, oh, no, we're, we're, we're going <laughs> th this this era, this era. And I'm a product of this, so I'm, <laughs> I'm really kicking myself in the seat right now. But the focus on the family, James Dobson, George H.W. Bush, golden era of Christian education. <laughs>
this is, I mean, this, I'm, I'm I just. Don't call it the golden era. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I no, know. I'm I know. saying, yeah. I'm saying golden era of Christian education. Yes, yes. Um, what this time, this like the mid nine, like late eighties, mid nineties, you know, like all that. This, this was a time when someone like Mark could stumble onto a stage, yeah. Yeah. blurt out nonsense, and just tear it up. Yeah. 